Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash NatchBute. Tune in, baby. La musique expérimentale. Si nous en D'accord. the houseboat. Yeah, you're on it now. You happy about that? You just zipping in the houseboat. You happy about that? Are you happy about that? That you just got here. You just got here. Hey, you just got here. You just got here. You just got here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Twisting the Wind. This is it. You just got into it. How's it feel? Pretty good. Take a deep breath and slide into this pond right I got right here. This is it, y'all. This is Twisting the Wind, number 14 on the music clock charts, clocking in on the wind tunnel whisper wand, okay? Hey, what's up, blister kissers? This is the hot poncho rancho ring ding. Hot dog tip scale okay that's it that's the intro for the show today okay that was pretty much it that's right you are listening to twisting the wind i am johnny pemberton and let me know you tell you what we got right here that's true that's this it's a goddamn doozy you understand me this one is a doozy I always say that, right? I always say it's a doozy. This one really is a doozy. This actually is one that's been a long time in coming, okay? There was a fail. There was a failed experiment, an attempt at this one. It didn't work. I've been saving some stuff up. I have had some, There's some stuff that is going to be produced from the back pocket of me, and mainly the back pocket of my computer, and all my digital octopus arms for this one right here, okay? That's what this is. This is the granddaddy, okay? I got some hot loaded music coming in in about mm, seconds. And we have a phone call that is 
blows my mind, okay? And I got to speak with a person who, well, there's no, there's, an introduction would be, is, is, is ridiculous, because I just, yeah, you don't introduce this, you don't introduce a person that is, well, I will, I will introduce them, but I'll do it in the way that we do here on Twisting the Wind, okay? Is that fine with you? Okay. Uh, it's time to step into the music zone. How was that for a short little intro, huh? Huh? Gaston, Gaston Calafin, Sazon, Sazon par contre, Esga. La musica, la musica, la musica. La musica pour la staramba. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Is that all you want me to do? You just want me to come here and say that, right? Okay, cool. Thanks, Johnny. Hey, um, you think next time you would maybe like, can you kick me some cash just for gas or maybe like lunch money or something like that? You can? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I get a lot of requests to do these podcast intros and it's just like, you know, I can only be in one place at one time. You know, I'm totally cool with it and everything. I totally respect what you're doing. Like I really dig twisting the wind and I'm probably going to donate even, but it's just like, you know, Hey man, depression, we're in it, right? <laughs> okay, bro. Yeah. Uh, hey, can you give me a ride? I didn't tell you that. Yeah, I walked here. Yeah. Yeah. Susan dropped me off and we just like, we're not hitting it off anymore. Like she's good for a one way ride, but the, the pickup shit just really bugs her. Yeah. We're working it out though. We're working it out. Yeah. It's life, man. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool about your guest today. Big fan of his podcast as well. And, uh, yeah, I just think what you got moving here is really great. It's like a fucking digital bowel movement <laughs> in like a good way, in a good way where like you're really relieved when you have a bowel movement. You know what I mean? I am. I feel, I feel great. I feel like elated. Isn't that the, isn't that, isn't the word elate come from a bowel movement? I think it does. I always thought it did. I thought that like that word elation is based in bowels, but, uh, yeah. Um, okay, man. Seriously, thanks again for the ride. And uh, I'm going to go download the new Adobe Acrobat Reader just because I got to have that. You know, I don't know why, but I just love PDFs. Love a portable document format on my hypertext transmission module link up. Entering, here we are now, the music section of Twisting the Wind. Oh man, oh man, I got it loaded up here. This shit's fucking hot lock, hot lock clock in Peru. Diggity, <laughs> diggity. What a stupid thing to say, diggity. Okay, I have some music here today to play for you. And it's weird because I always struggle with this section because I want to do it because it's something I can't help but think about because it's like obsession but it's also like am i giving out the gold too readily am i just throwing it out there is it pearls before swine or is it not even that is it just pearls in the mud but the swine are even unable to find them that's probably the case right no one's even but it doesn't matter okay uh but i have i have selected some some heavy duty beauties for this one because i just wanted to i figured 
trying to custom tailor it for the potential audience that may be arriving here today. I kind of have an idea what that might be. And I'm trying to drop that in your lap, okay? So this first band I want to play you from something, set you something from, is a band called ESG. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, man, I'm so happy for you. This is a great day in your fucking life to be discovering ESG for the first time. They're probably one of about 10 bands that I, th- oh, they're just so fucking good and so simple and did so, they recorded very little amount of music. Very little. Very, very small amount. And what they did is so pure. The purity of this band is, I'd say, unmatched in the world as far as purity plus good music. A lot of times with purity, you get like fucking kids singing and they don't know shit and it sounds like crap and it's really, it's, you know, whatever. It's crappy, okay? Purity sometimes means crap. ESG stands for Emerald, Sapphire, and Gold. Why does it stand for that? It's because it was a band formed in the South Bronx by a bunch of teenage sisters the Scroggins sisters, Renee, Valerie, and Deborah, and Marie, and these young black girls in the Bronx formed a band, and this is in the 80s, right? So this is like, this. I mean, t- technically this, this gets categorized as, categorized as post-punk, or uh, No Wave is the big one that I learned of them as, No Wave. Uh, they made this band, and it's just them playing music, but it's... Uh, they got produced by Martin Hannon. If you don't know who Martin Hannon is, he, Martin Hannon is the guy who makes who's the reason the Joy Division sounds like what they do and all those other bands from Factory Records. He's a lunatic producer, but he's a genius. So he produced their singles, their first stuff. Which so they took this pure, pure sister rock from these ladies who have some great rhythm and playing. They're playing simply because it's all they know, I guess, at that point. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that as like a negative thing, but that's what they're doing. And it ends up being just like the most great. It's, it's psychedelic punk. It's everything. It's all rolled into one. And it just, it just, it's like a song you never want to end. This is one of my favorite songs of theirs called You're No Good. And this is off an album that you can get readily, readily available. If you don't buy it, then I don't know. I don't know what to say about you, but this is a great album. Uh, check this out. This is You're No Good by ESG, okay? So good, though. That's the irony, right? Not the irony. Deadly, deadly heavy-duty bass in the mix. That's what I want, okay? I want my bass up front. I want some reverb on my drums. And I want you singing some simple things that matter to you, and that's it, okay? Give me that. 
That's what I want for dinner. Make it, but put it in a CD. Put put it in a CD, okay? Or a record. Or you can put a CD on a record, and you can balance it on an 8-track, and I'll think, thank you. Thank you very much. Next track here. Moving right along with the hit list parade on the hot chocolate indigo jackboot fiesta. This is a band called Simply Saucer. They're from Canada. This is from like the mid-70s. Um, and they're this cool group. And people love the Silver Apples. They're Silver Apples. Silver Apples are awesome. And this band sort of uh, has a similar type of thing where it's a small ensemble. I think it's like two or three guys. I think, maybe, I think it maybe also was Brothers. I don't know. Shouldn't I know these things before talking about them? It doesn't matter, okay, because the music is still really good. They're not brothers. I think they were like mates. They went to they went to school together or some shit. But it's a small group, and um, it's this amazing psychedelic noise music that if you like Pink, if you like Pink Floyd, okay, if you like Pink Floyd, you're gonna love Simply Saucer, okay. It's all the psychedelic implications of Pink Floyd with some noise. On top of it, okay? This particular song is a little bit out of step with the rest of their album. It's not quite as noisy, but it's also easier to kind of get right away. That's why I figured why I play it, because I like it a lot. It's very it's very pleasant, but also rough. It's called Bulletproof Nothing. Here it is. It's off their album, Cyborgs Revisited, which got reissued in like 2008, but it's from, demo is from 76. Okay? Is that enough information? It's enough. You don't need to know that stuff. just gets better sorry sorry i gotta cut it off with the fucking music lawyers but yeah it gets it ramps up into a beautiful noise tornado that ends in a timely matter of three minutes how you like that huh all these fucking idiots going crazy over 12 minutes nothing wrong with being long-winded okay sure you got your hawk wind go ahead have a 15 minute song but it is pretty cool when you can have something noisy and gritty that's also kind of has a bow on the end of it okay it's a bow on a rusty knife that's what that is that was simply saucer with bulletproof nothing nothing okay one more song here in this little music section this is a cool 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 so this is a really rare song this is something you don't hear very much of and it's uh jazz musicians playing classical music music this is nat king cole with his trio. This is an instrumental song. So before you turn off your fucking MP3 machine and smash it into the ground, because you're like, I don't want to listen to my fucking Nat King Cole singing. That reminds me of being dentified in the dentist chair. And yeah, I don't really like, I don't really like Nat King Cole either. Okay. 
his singing, but he is a musician. He's a piano player, amazing piano player, and he had a trio, an amazing piano trio, and some of the best, I say, some of the best jazz work ever has been done in the trio format because it's minimal and it forces you to say a lot with uh, only a few people, and uh, I guess that's a little bit of a theme we're working on right now, isn't it? This three-part thing, three songs. Uh, so it's a small small group, bass, piano, and drums, and no singing. And they're playing Sergei Rachmaninoff's song, Prelude in C-sharp minor. Um, and it's it's unfortunately on this horrible compilation. You can buy it, you can buy the album that is on its all Nat King Cole Trio instrumentals, which is amazing, all amazing, super great. It sounds, it's the best, it's so good. Uh, but this actual one appears on this compilation called Classical Swing, and it's got some white lady in a, in a, fucking bonnet on a swing, you know, because it's, it's, it's swing, but done classical, classical music, okay? But that's what it is, okay? That's, if that's how it has to be packaged to sell, if that's what it has to be packaged to get out there, so be it. We're going to listen to this song, which I think is just, this song is just beautifully haunting. I mean, the actual composition by Rachmaninoff is amazing. He's one of those Russian composers that, uh, this is composed, I think, in 1892, and this is being recorded, like, you know, what, 70 or 80 years later from that. Just the combination of those things, like the disparate information being pulled together here, creates something that you, you really never, ever, ever hear this kind of stuff. I listen to a jazz for I listen to jazz for a long time, and you re- you rarely hear things that are of this nature. Okay, I'll I'll belabor the point here until it sucks. But this is Prelude in C sharp minor. Okay, okay, it's gonna get really funky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking turnaround right there, huh? That sounds like Booker T and the MGs 20 years before they were around. Holy shit. Uh, what I said earlier, I think I said piano, uh, bass, and drums. It was piano, guitar, and bass. Even cooler, right? No no drums. But you don't, you don't need it. If you, got a, if you got a good guitar player and a bass player and a piano player all working together, it's basically like drums. Bass, the bass is a rhythm instrument, and so is the piano in a way. You got that left hand. Such a such a haunting song, isn't it? Isn't it a haunting one? Hmm. But it's also got a it's also got a pep in its step. Uh, 
alive in its jive and a hip in its zip and a step in your hip and a hep in your clip. And there we have it. Three three songs recommended to you to listen to as by me. Go click through the Feral Audio website on Amazon. I think you can even click on the show page and buy that music if you enjoy it, which you should. If you don't, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast or something. Thank you. We were here for a little bit doing music. Okay, it's now time to go to the big pieces of this, okay? If you are calling about your store experience, please hold while your call is being transferred. This call may be monitored or recorded to assure quality service or for other business purposes. All agents are busy. Please hold the line and the next available agent will assist you with your call. The estimated hold time is currently 15 seconds. Thank you for contacting Customer Relations. This is Paola speaking. Can I have your name and phone number, please? Hey, how are you? My name is Kevin, and my phone number is 323-612-2457. Okay, thank you so much, Kevin. And are you calling in regards of a store experience? Well, I was just, yeah, basically, I just want to say uh, heads up and thanks for doing such a great job. Um, yeah, really just outstanding. Like I'm, there's uh, different levels of impression people have, you know, and some of them are low, you know. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, some people just, right. yeah. they have like no, they just don't care. And anything suffices, and some people are right in the middle. They are surprised by stellar performance, and they're disappointed by bad. Some people have very high expectations, and I happen to be a high expectation guy. Um, that's just how I was raised, you know what I mean? And right. I have I have had that bar shattered, shattered. With, with with like a white glove. Does that make sense? Make sense. Yes, okay. kind of. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's, it's I'm I'm trying to make that analogy. You know, like shattering the bar with a white glove because it's like the idea that the bar. You know, the idea of uh, raising the bar. Bar. Yes. Well, like the bar, I would try to raise it, but I, I literally can't because it's been shattered because uh, where, where can I put it now? And I did it in such a nice way. Like a glove is like a, a white glove is like, you know, typically you handle like an antique with that. Okay. So it's like, it's, so that's, that's my analogy kind of, that's as far as so. Um, yeah. Interesting. What about you then? Where are you at? You at? Are you current at? South Florida. South Florida. That's, uh, it gets hot down there right here. Right, yes. They have a lot of uh, sharks um, in the ocean, but not on the west side, right? Right. Um, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, well, here's what I want to know. You know South Florida? Like, it's a rounded bottom, right? Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Key West is called Key West, but isn't it not really on the west side of Florida? Florida. <laughs> Well, sir, um, Kevin, are you calling in regards of a store experience? Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I'm getting to here. I just like, you know. Oh, okay. But am I, am I right, though, about that or no? Or no. Uh, yes, that, that is correct. Okay, well, what I wanted is I wanted to just really give a heads up to uh, Duncan Trussell. Do you know him? Him? Yeah. Uh, is he a store manager from a specific store? I don't know. I, I think he might be, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, what's his name, Duncan? Duncan, D-U-N-K-A-Y-N. 
that's how it's on his um on his uh name tag I saw. His last name is I think it's Trussell. I think it's like I don't know how you spell that, but it's it's a interesting name, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I kind of guessed on how to spell it. How'd you guess? I'm just curious. I I, I don't. P R P R U double S E L. Wow, that's pretty close. I mean, I who knows? There could be nineteen L's on the end of that, right? For all we know. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, he's just a stellar, stellar job, and we've actually become friends uh, through this whole process, and it's amazing. He has um, is a really, really close buddy of mine, and it's great because uh, he was able to just make things so smooth and great, and we've spent a lot of time together. Uh, yeah, he he does this. He runs a great show called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. Uh, well, it's really it's a stellar operation, another uh, bar-shattering white glove operation, and I think feel like he's carrying that into his work at your organization. At your organization, and it's really just like this beacon. Uh, I met a, an old lady on the train once on the subway train, and she was like, "Hey, um, uh, you got to let the light shine for Jesus, right?" So she told me. Have you ever heard that expression before? Yes, I have. Right, shine, shine the light for Jesus, and it means about shining that light inside of you out, and illuminating other people. People. And I, th- I feel like he's done that, but maybe not so much with Jesus, more with like maybe psychedelics or other type of uh, universal uh, construct consciousness expansion tricks that can be used right. in everyday life. You know what I mean? Right. Would you say that's something that makes sense to you? Yes, it does completely make That's sense. That's cool. Well, I'm see. I'm actually going to get him in here in like in in seconds here. Really, I would love love to bring him in to talk to you. Do you think that'd be a good idea or no? I'm sorry. I just think, did I just hear someone a man in the background? Is that him? Yes, that was my supervisor. Oh, okay, I thought it was Duncan Trussell. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. That'll be weird because hey, I I was going to have him talk to you, but I. I don't know how I was gonna try to do this, like a like a three-way phone call. But is that possible or no? Uh, no, I do apologize for that. I mean, I could go ahead and transfer okay. you, but that is not possible. Where would you transfer me exactly? If you'd like to speak to a supervisor. Oh, should I? I don't know. I don't know. That's up to you, sir. Well, what do you th- what do you think? Are you are you enjoying? Is it is it working out okay? Well, I could definitely assist you. Great. If you like. How are things going with you in South Florida then? South Florida. They're great. They're great. Would you say it's just like uh, fancy free? Free? What do you mean? Like that means like uh, you're free and fancy. <laughs> you know. Um. You know. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I'm hearing a little echo uh, feedback. I'm sorry. I'm hearing a little echo feedback. Are you hearing that? No, sir. It's, can sorry. I put you on a brief hold, please? Sure, I'm, sure, yeah, no problem. I'm going to get Duncan here. Okay, okay great. Okay. Sure, no problem. I'm here on the Disney lot. Ooh, Johnny Pemberton. We're here. Breathing the farts of people living the dream. Living the dream. Got a Starbucks. This is where Walt Disney innovated the gnome people. Shh, the mouse is listening. This is where Walt Disney's body is kept. Just his head, actually. Really? Yeah, just his head. Walt Disney's, Disney's head, head is under Johnny's, Johnny's dressing room. <laughs> 
He's spinning around in the ground trying to make it rain. Rain money. He's whenever that withered mommy head smiles. A member of Al Qaeda dies. Alopecia. You don't need when they've got a guillotine Cut their heads off, put them in cryostats Don't need Propecia when your neck can easily be separated Your skin your doesn't queen. matter take Hi this. everyone Take this Hey Duncan Hi Johnny P How's the temperature treating you here? There's your coffee Are you fucking kidding? I didn't even want it here. I've got some sugar I've also got uh, I just have sugar I don't put milk in Man, this is great This is it Have you ever done a podcast from in here? No, I haven't This is the first Damn. one This is the virgin run Guys, you gotta understand nice How spot. special this is Like, you don't get into this To you get into to get This in, podcast will not be about that To get in, <laughs> to get into a lot To get <laughs> For those of you Who've never been in the On the lot of a Major production area <laughs> you it is like crazy you've got to go through a gate Wait, did, a, they, did they hassle you there's a ferocious guard did they hassle you no not at all oh, sometimes they do they ask you for your id there's like really strict signs sometimes. up that say they're allowed to search your car because right what the studio is is in hollywood it's like Hollywood is a is a desert of desperation, and the studio is the oasis, the oasis that these yes. desperate uh, people who know that they have talent finally through a series of uh, initiatory tests called take auditions. Your take your shirt off. They get invited. Duncan, take your shirt. Off. They get invited. Do I have to fuck you to you be on this podcast? Your, no, we have so, to take your shirt. They don't fucking. I don't know how much the <laughs> casting couches. I, I don't know if that's true. Do you believe? I don't that think story? it's true. I, th I think for men, it's totally different than women. women Women have, because uh, as, as a woman, you basically expire when you turn 24. You basically become like, curdled milk. Milk. Yeah. Unless you have, unless you have, unless you're a comedian. Unless you're a comedian, or unless you just have some sort of niche, like you can be this thing. But for the most part, like you're a squirter. Yeah. But they don't want that because that ruins the casting couch. Oh yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than when you get a squirter on your casting couch. That's why they they have casting couches on a whole floor. It's all like you can flush it. You can basically just flush the floor. I guarantee that there there's someone who's got a plastic couch, it's a casting couch for I'm squirters. Sure. Like, a, like a vinyl water sports. I'm gonna say here, I like this chair. This is a good chair. Dude, everything uh, in Can you guys just good. hear the room dynamic change? See that that wool blanket's nice. It is it's warm though. Everything in here is good. It's good. The air in the stairwells, you guys, until you've sucked well, in some today, of that studio stairwell today, air. We've got a pretty mm. nice we got some pretty nice weather today. Fuck this weather. LA can kiss my fucking ass, dude. What it's, are you talking about? You don't like got, the weather this morning? It got hot again. It got hot again, but before it was nice. It was nice and overcast. There's a little drizzle of rain. LA's like a manic depressive girlfriend. Yeah. Yesterday it was a hundred degrees. I, I'm over it. It was a hundred no, degrees. No, I can't yesterday. I can't I'm I'm done. Like there's no one to punish for this. Yeah, so I'm can't. just gonna punish myself by jerking off without lube. <laughs> so you're gonna get some chafe action going on in yeah. your body to punish yourself in the for heat. In the, uh, in the heat, I just I just hunch chafe. over my computer in the heat and do a quick like animalistic bell tower hot dwarf jump. jerk off onto my keyboard and then fall Joe. back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do a deep hot Joe in the day. I almost threw up yesterday. It was so hot. I almost vomited. Dude, I I I I I, I, I almost I, did a vom. Getting angry at nature is the dumbest thing you can do to get angry at weather. But I really put yourself there. But I, I feel get, resentful. I get angry. I get downright angry because I'm like, why am I here? 
Why are people here? Why is this a settlement? Yes. It's a settlement. You don't want it's a settlement though, right? No. Because it's got the most clear skies, so you can have the most interrupted filming days. Right. I mean, that's why. That's why everyone's here. That's why everyone you know is moving from New York City to Los Angeles is because this is where you can actually work, and it's all because there's the least clouds in the sky. God Nature damn. has created the studio. When an actor moves <laughs> from New York to L.A., it's like a, a pubic louse climbing out of your asshole and moving into your balls. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. But that's the worst is people from New York act like it's like they're so they're so put upon to have moved to New, to L.A. Like L.A. is this, this fucking uh, cultural vacuum or something. Like, oh yeah, guy here just. And it takes it takes about eight months for someone to stop referring to L.A. as though they don't live here, even when they live here. You know. Yeah. Well, what happens like, is, you know, like when you get a foot cramp, in at yeah. night. Do you ever get those like night foot cramps? Them. Not that you're often. You're dehydrated, no. but they suck. Yeah. Like you wake up and your foot's cramping. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens in New York is the exact same thing happens to your asshole. Like <laughs> it, it, from being in that compact, pressure-filled environment, your anus. Inex inexorably just sort of tightens and tightens and tightens until it's just this, this thick rectal ball. And you have and to get a bottle of Poland Spring and like a $7 piece of bread to pry it open. Yeah, just to moderately, moderately relax. And then when they get here... I need some Poland Spring! Their assholes are so tight. When you get around someone who just moved from New York here, it's like you're, you're dealing Ooh. with this kind of like fresh out of the... Just made it out of a concentration camp, Schindler's List sort yeah, of... Yeah, it's bad. Just freaked out. Freaked out dude or, or girl who's really uptight and has a kind of uh, intellectual is created like this weird intellectual hierarchy where they're at the top yeah because you're because you from New York like it's the idea that ah, I made it there I can make it anywhere yeah well then why are you here <laughs> yeah yeah no shit I mean why are you here then if you can oh, I love New York oh boy I just <laughs> love New York so much what you don't like New York you don't like bagels pizza subway hot dogs Baseball, Subway pizza, Mets, uh, sausage uh, sandwich. Oh, hey, look, it takes a certain breed to live in New York, a certain type. Takes, no, some people can't hack it there. Some you just people don't, just, you can't hack it. You some, don't. some people just can't fucking hang there. Cause uh, it's like, no, you, oh. you, look, I get up at 3 every day and go to bed at 4 a.m. It's an overlapping clock in New York. It's I do fucking, an apartment share with, yep, with I do it. So every people. At 3 p.m., I've got to move all my stuff out of my apartment into every a U-Haul, and someone every moves in. Every fucking day, I got to move out of my apartment. You know what I do out here? Every freaking day, I got to move. But I love it because it's right next to a Starbucks. No, it's fuck Starbucks. Right next to a Dunkin'. Yeah, Donuts. yeah, yeah, Dunkin'. Dunkin'. Doing can That's any look any any kind of whenever you get that that fucking thing where you've decided to turn wherever you live into either into hell identity. or nirvana yeah you're a douche like it's like your identity that's exactly right when you start yeah. wearing where you live like a, a fucking tap out shirt it's like bad. it's bad like you're just you're an embarrassment to yourself oh I'm gonna put on my fucking colors like when you wear your <laughs> L A T shirt or your or your Dodgers right. hat and you go strutting around like there's some fucking <laughs> special thing about you because you've decided to nest in some particular part of the planet you small it's brain turd open your third eye wake up to reality motherfucker you're a citizen of the universe maybe your third eye is your asshole though duncan what's that maybe your third eye is your asshole <laughs> i never thought of that, <laughs> I never thought of that check out this blanket see this blanket yes you see this part it on feels it? very shamanic it looks very it. shamanic it's a hand it's a hand with an eye in this palm i don't it, know what that means but i like it it looks
I think, yeah, that's not the third eye. Maybe it means that whenever you shake hands, you have to use visine. That would be so annoying to have a hand, <laughs> an eye on your hand. Like Pan's Labyrinth? Did it looks cool, but it sucks. Did you see Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. I did enjoy that. It's very visually stunning. So I want to ask you about acting. Okay. How come you not didn't, didn't do that? Finish that class? I realized that I didn't want to. I wasn't an actor. But what what about it was like the thing that we were just like couldn't. What I'm talking about here, listeners, is this intensive. Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of cultish, right? It's a little cultish. This acting class. What's her name? I don't think that should say it. Why? I'm going to say nice things about it. Oh. Her, her name's Leslie Kahn. Leslie Kahn is the school. And she yeah. does a hardcore acting class. It's like a boot camp. It's a boot camp. And it's for it's, sitcoms. And, 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 like TV. and I, de- I decided to sign up for it because I, I convinced you. You convinced me. And I decided I'd sign up for it. I didn't convince you. I wasn't like trying to convince you. You were just no, saying. No, I, I, I thought, I, I think that you're a good actor. Right. And I thought, oh, this will be, this will be a cool way for me to learn to act. Right. So then I, I, I signed up for it in the midst of doing a lot of dates on the road right. and having a lot of shit coming up coming up but it wasn't like, I had to no I, I I didn't do two dates oh, because of it yeah I, I didn't know yeah that. I thought you so, were so like I cleared my schedule to take this acting class and then I started doing it right and I realized that what I was doing here for me was identical to going back, like as though I'd never mm-hmm. done stand up. It's like starting a new career. Yeah, it is. It's like, cause, cause it's not just like you're gonna, it's like you don't just, from the Leslie Con intensive, you don't just learn to act. Right. From the Leslie Con intensive, you learn the very basic skills to start doing auditions. It's like teaching how to walk again or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And, but it's not just that. It's all of a sudden in my mind, I started thinking, well, I love doing my podcast. Right. I have a camera. I can shoot sketches with my friends if I wanna do that. Yeah. And and I love going on the road. Mm-hmm. And that takes up most of my time. So why in the name of God you start a new career. would I suddenly want to start a brand new career where I'm going on auditions where like I would start going on auditions every day right. to play a character to play another person in a place that I have to come to 12 hours a day. Right. That was just the sort of the process so, of my But you've auditioned since then. Yeah, I've gone on uh, yeah. I went on but I don't, my, my, the auditions that I get, they come from like people who maybe have listened to the podcast. Oh, so it's people who are, they're singling you out. Yes. To be, um, right. If I'm getting a part at this point, it's going to be a part know you. playing myself. Yeah, that's the best way. Like the last couple of things I've done, I've got, it's called getting an offer. <laughs> yeah, offer yeah, only. Get an offer. Yeah, offer only. That's, but that's, that's like saying, um, you know, I'll only eat only fresh baked bread and only eat. Uh, Dude, look, I'm not above. I'm not above. I don't, I don't think. I, I don't think of myself as above auditioning. I'm or not anything. saying above. I'm just saying it's a it's a luxury. It's a, it's a luxury that. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. It's it kind of depends on the person, though. Well, you could. It's it's, it's just like stand up comedy. With stand up right. comedy, if you're going to be a stand up comic, if you don't love doing stand up comedy. You won't be a stand-up comic, right? Acting's the same thing. Like these people in that class, they were like Ooh. starry-eyed over Man, acting. Like there's they, some people in that class who are, they are lunatics. They just want to act. There's Look, I don't. I think delusion. it's sweet. I think it's sweet. It's delusional sometimes, and it's not sometimes. But whatever the fuck, they're going for it. Right. I respect it. It's awesome if you're if you're going for it. I think it's badass. And and I like one day. You know, I think that if I <laughs> One day, maybe I'll like I'll, I'll consider like taking a, a probably a less a less intense acting class, like a one on one De Niro 
intensive. Yeah. Two weeks in Chelsea and uh, Chelsea, New York. I need flat. a more way of the peaceful warrior <laughs> acting class. Like, I need someone who's going to sit down with me. And, Viggo Mortensen? No, or, 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 or like my dream would be to learn acting from John C. Riley. That would be cool. That would be yeah. my dream. Or like someone like that who's like... David Cronenberg? Yeah. That would be cool. Who's going to sit down and be like, look, here's what it is. Here's what's wrong with what you're doing. Here's the basic yeah. philosophy behind it. Here's what it is. Right. That would be badass. But the whole thing where you're like learning this kind of like what she teaches which is this like and I think it's great because it gives you a framework but it's this very technical yeah what is technical because certain things are technical well acting's, techn well, acting's it technical be. it's partially technical when you're doing it depends what you're doing when you're doing industrial when acting doing industrial that's what like, no when you're doing a, a, when you're doing a network show which is semi-industrial it's yeah. It's industrial, man. Well, it's not the industrial. Technically, is like this is the uh, the dab the dab K four or five thousand. No, I don't mean that. I mean you're you're is, uh, you're doing like you're doing the as far as like you're a, you're a robot. You're a tool. acting goes. You're you're expected to be doing the highest level, and the reason that is is because every minute it's costs. Fast. Gobs. It's like a fucking rolling. It's like a yeah. It's like a, imagine like it's like a waterfall. It's like a waterfall <laughs> or a it's a a waterfall that's like hemorrhaging money every it minute. It's deeply expensive. So you have to be able as an actor yeah. on TV What's, to it, to immediately nail. It's about insurance. Whatever it is that they insurance want. Insurance is like the main name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a fucking mumblecore thing. You can't sit around <laughs> your goddamn corduroys and get stoned and like talk about angels. We should make a mumblecore movie right now. Make like a ten minute. This mumblecore. is mumblecore. <laughs> it's a mumblecore We're podcast. Mumblecast. Clearly, we have to be like this. They don't really mumble. Duncan, I just when I was over in uh, look. Okay, when you're hmm? I, I saw Megan yesterday. Yeah, I saw Megan and I. Okay, she's out there with this guy, and it just fucking... Uh, the shower doesn't fucking even work anymore. I don't even know how you can... How did you, you just invited her in or something? Is that what you did? Because... No, I... No. Like, I invited her. I mean, I invited her in because she's coming to the house because she's specifically looking for you, and I had no idea that you guys were even fighting anymore. What, why would Megan even say that, though? Why wouldn't even, you even tell me? But I talked to her three days ago, and... She, she comes me, over to talk. Yeah, but she sent me a text, and it was really cryptic. I don't I don't know... Cryptic texts are good texts. Wouldn't have, you rather a cryptic... What would you rather, a cryptic yeah, text or a non-cryptic text? We both have Apple. We both have Apple. So the thing is, like, it doesn't cost her anything to text me. So it's just like... It's Apple, it doesn't... Anything yeah. doesn't cost anything to yeah, text. Yeah, well, Tamara is there. And it would be Tamara's worth there. the cost? Tamara's in town. Okay, she's in town. Tamara's in town for two weeks until Tamara... She tells she disengages from. This is the thing that you always do, man. It's this <laughs> archetypical sort of quest for the super beautiful goddess thing. And if you could just take a turn to the left and realize that what was important in life is what comes your way, then maybe you'd be happier. Then the ukulele starts playing. Ding 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 ding. That was it. That's the key. The key. The key you had that I was missing is using some college words. You gotta yeah. have some college yeah. words yeah. in there. Yeah. Archetypical. Yeah. Archetypical. Uh, Goddess quest. Maybe like reference the Iliad a little bit yeah. or something. I mean, look. Yeah, it's just uh, obviously. Like I'm seeing you're looking. You're like Homer traveling on your ship, and it's like <laughs> you got to take a break, man. You're not even in water anymore. Do you, have you ever watched any of those reality shows? The ones that people love to watch that are bad. Like The Bachelor, you yeah, know, those type of shows. Yeah, I watch those sometimes. I remember, well, I've only, I haven't watched them a couple times, but I watched one of them once, and it was something where someone said three things incorrect in one sentence. And then they had the person they were talking to reassured them of what they were saying. It's like, I don't know how that happened. That just had that was on TV. Five million people saw this one person say, like, 
Yeah, Jason had the golden fleece and he burned it for the right. harpies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you're right about that. It's like, no, you're all. I don't know. That's something. It's like watching. It's like a train wreck. Well, no, it is a train wreck. And what's really a train wreck is when you watch, like, when you watch this shit. When you watch this, like, shut. You 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 watch this. Here's what here's what it is. So when you're a kid, what's your coffee? What's your favorite thing as a kid? Your favorite thing as a kid is to watch Sunday morning cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. The you, best. You get a bowl of cereal. You sit in front of the cartoons and you Animaniacs. eat. Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Depending on your age, it's nothing greater. You watch those Saturday morning cartoons. You get a nice fucking sugar rush, and then you go to take a nap. That's a fun day for a kid. So in the same thing, the TV. TV is no more sophisticated right. than Saturday morning cartoons. It's just humans are acting out the same. In fact, I would say Saturday morning cartoons are more, more intelligent, more intelligent than what TV is. Stuff. Oh, I think it's this thing where people, it's like you watch it and it makes you feel good about yourself because you can laugh at this person who is ridiculous because they're like, oh, this person is, is clearly an idiot. They clearly are drunk and just fawning over someone just because it's they're trying to win this reality show but really it's like it's like the whole thing where if you make fun of something I always feel this way if I make fun of something like if I make fun of the Beverly Center the shopping mall or if yeah. I make fun of something in order for me to make fun of something I have to have at one point engaged in it myself so it's this weird irony of I'm talking shit about the very thing that I've either participated in or you have to be. You have to participate in something in order to, to, in order to like decree it, to say it's shitty. I think that anything that comes on TV or any form of media that doesn't make a mid twenties, hot symmetrical girl who's a snob feel completely uncomfortable about her existence and question <laughs> what good. a cunt she is, then it's poison. <laughs> anything that comes on TV should only right should there. only rattle, should only to the very core, should be designed to rattle cunts so that they begin to question <laughs> their existence. And I mean male cunts we too. We should start a show called, called the Cunt Rattler. Cunt Rattler. No. <laughs> You know, just, 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 I want to like, I want to, you know, like flocks of dipshits that wander down the street. I want something that, that, that causes like, uh, here's a nice mumblecore reference that, that Camus style undermines them. That creates that one little break in the windshield that over the course of the next year begins to like stretch out and begins to shatter whatever the fucking thing is. Things stop making sense. Yeah. Because of what you saw on something else. But CT. TV, most of these reality shows and most of the fucking popular music videos that come out, they're designed to crystallize and to uh, to crystallize and cement the 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 shitty uh, snob snob patterns that emerge right. in uh, the the vapid it idiots. It reinforces it. Yeah, it's like a, it just props it up. It just yeah. put one more layer of plywood on yeah. the fucking shoddy building. That's it. Because it won't collapse because it's just like layered upon layer upon layer of of cheap. It's just a yeah. terrible god. It's like the false god. They worship the god of shallowness. They worship the... Sh Wait, what god? It's the god of shallowness. Shallowness? What is that? His name's Frosh. Frosh? Yeah, have you never heard of Frosh, no, the god of shallowness? Like he's the name. shallow god. He like He's a god that only eats well, what, icing. Where does that come from? What? Where does that come from? I just made it up. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> for a second I was like, I sound like you were speaking Elvish, because all Elvish sounds the same. It's all like... Hello, Talawashalaba. No, worshippers of Frosh. Kanasa wasahalaba. Satushi mitsa. Swalani. Sa. 
No, eat, worshippers of Frosh. They're the they're they're, they're a terrible group. They <laughs> go around with their fucking sparkly keychains with mace on it, and they like you know what I mean. The worshippers of Frosh. They go to tanning beds, and like Ooh. anytime a conversation starts getting past what they understand they'll start checking their text messages they're just gross they're sparkly makeup covered disgustoids who like shave their pussies and like um not that that not that that's bad well i don't know it's not bad but it's also just jarring it's not the thing you need to be doing i think there's probably there's probably girls out not probably there are tons of girls i'm sure who are they if you were to have sex with them and uh, acted like oh my god you're you're barren down there they'd be like what what do you, no this is what they like this is what you like no no no, no. no this is what it's you not what i like this is what you like yes no. it is yeah I, I this is what you like there's nothing worse than this it. is what you like when a, sh- <laughs> a, a shave pussy because a shave pussy stays a shave pussy for maybe 10 hours and then it turns into a the stubble it turns field. into a goddamn like your like your baby suddenly got stubble yeah it's or, a, or, or like a fish like a, a, a fish with bristles or it's like when you yeah. not i don't mean fish in the classic cliche thing i mean like that's the feeling it's like some kind of reptilian it's like when you, bristle uh, thing you know how you know how when you grab a sunfish you have to go one direction yeah it's like going opposite direction yeah, that's it and you get spined. that's what i was thinking yeah, get, that's ah, what i was thinking yeah that's spined. what it is you don't want that gals you god mm-hmm. god put that sweet forest down there so that us gentlemen could enjoy stroking it like a cat <laughs> we want it to be like a soft thing not a bristly old, old <laughs> thing you'd find in a cave but that being said there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with uh like, keeping it up like a witch's mouth you can keep it up you can uh, shave all you want. I don't care. Yeah, shave or don't shave. Just you don't care. Clearly. As long as you put love and as your is uh, the as your main direction you move in, you can shave. I know you don't care. I know from recent experience, you don't give a shit. What is that supposed to mean? What does that know. mean? I'm not going to explain it. Anymore. What a passive aggressive thing to say. <laughs> I know. It's not a passive aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's just weird because now everyone's thinking like, what is like, what do you think? How would you even? <laughs> you don't know. Hey. It sounds like you're having a really great time listening to Twisting the Wind. Oh, yeah, I freaking love it. Oh, in that case, we'd love it if you would donate some of your treasure to us. Okay. No blood, just treasure, okay? Like like some money. Yeah, that would be just great. That's going to allow us to keep making this show. Oh, yeah, I got that. When I say us, I mean me and us and all of us together here, okay? Okay, 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 okay. And we're back. Duncan relieved Hello. himself. Got a little Perrier. Uh, you know how much Perrier I get here? How much? As much as I want. God damn. <laughs> My boy gets an infinite Perrier. Perrier every day. Oh. Smoking the blueberry. <laughs> I smoke blueberries for breakfast. Sucking I, thought you said blue, I thought you said blue beret. Blue beret. That's a great name for a weed. Blue, blue beret. beret. Hey, man. Uh, blue beret. Dude, if you smoke that new blue beret... Blue beret. It's got like makes a it so when you fuck your sister, she she smells French. <laughs> <laughs> makes your sister's smell pussy French. smell French, or it makes her it makes the fish gills mm. turn the other direction. You get you get spine. Get them spines. Spine tinglers. God damn! What is that man? Shave fucking pussy. Wait, fuck a baby. I don't want to think about it anymore. It's so stupid and shitty. It's it's uh, it's 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 du- the direct result of porn, is it not? I think it's porn. I think porn has probably does all that shit. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that are. 
that are. Ugh. I think it, what's marketing, right? It's marketing because porn has to market itself. So I'm over. Get, I'm not having sex anymore. <laughs> are you going celibate? I'm done. So you're just gonna you're just gonna fool around from top to bottom, or I'm just not fooling around celibate? or anything. I'm going starting. Is this it? Is this pure the, celibate? This is it for the next thirty minutes. Okay. But I'm definitely not. I'm. I, I do. Don't you? You know what I mean, man. Like when you fuck, and 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 you get into the seizure of passion. Yeah. You know where you're just like, oh, bleh, yeah, it feels good, and you're fucking, and it's like, what is this? It's like, it's what the fuck it's am I transcension? I time travel. I straight up time travel. Am I kidding? There's times when I feel like. There are maybe like five or six seconds that have been stretched into something that is not like a, you know, when you smell something and you experience like a deja vu or you experience yeah. like an entire sense memory Yeah. where it's not just like, you don't just think about grandma's house. You're like for a little bit, you're there. You're just, you're there. You're in grandma's house, everything. You just so when you fuck, you time travel to your grandmother's house? No, not my grandma's <laughs> house. <laughs> That's creepy, brother. Oh my God, wouldn't that be horrible? <laughs> oh, and I fuck, it brings me back to my back, grandmother's back, living room. Back to sweet grandma. Mm, nothing like when I come, it's like I'm back in my grandma's <laughs> house on Ooh. Thanksgiving. And she's making me wash my hands before I touch the turkey. Wash <laughs> my hands. She made me wash my hands for three hours. And then you touch the turkey and you gotta wash them again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get that trichinosis running around here, boy. Come over here and touch my turkey, Johnny. Ooh, come over here and pat Grandma's turkey. Come <laughs> over and give him a turkey. Grandma's pat. got a turkey in her pussy. Come over and pat Grandma's turkey now. Pull them feathers out. <laughs> oh, well, well, I would. My grandma would have me um touch her turkey ah. uh, when I was fifteen. I found out that um that was her vagina. Oh, Johnny, uh, you're you're fucking again, and you've come back to visit me for five seconds. Oh my God. Touch Grandma's pussy. Ah. That's that's the show we have to make. Yeah. The show the guy who actually jumps in time. It's sliders, but it's a guy who's fucking. Every time, Every time he comes, he travels back in time for five seconds. And he travels, but it's the whole. It's like five seconds in his world, but it's a whole half an hour in yeah. the in the dream world. Yeah. No, I think it's like maybe the way. Yeah, he comes and he goes back in time. He jumps, and the only way for him to return to the present is to suck a dick. <laughs> He's got to go, or he's just got to do something he does not want to do. He's got, like, he, whatever universe he goes to, he has to do the thing that's the most vile and prohibited thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like oh, you know, I always thought it'd be funny to have an episode of uh, Sliders or some show where the alternate universe, the only thing, the only difference is, is uh, your people's fingernails grow twice as fast. That's uh, the only difference. Yeah. You'd be like, what? I can't, what's the difference here? It's just fingernails. I wish my fingernails grew twice as fast. I do too, man. I enjoy it. I uh, these, simple these pleasure. I, I got to get my shit. I got to get a man grooming here, man. I'm what like, do you mean? You look fine. No, my feet are all fucked up. Have you? Are you still on your crazy exercise diet? No. I think I knew this. How? Um, I can tell you how I know. By me drinking five beers no. the other night. Uh, you know, because the second someone's not on that, you stop hearing about it. Because it's like that's how it works. If you're on a diet, you have to constantly be like, I'm on a diet, I'm on a diet. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm on. I'm, I'm going yes. here. Uh, nope. Yes. I can't, can't, not doing that. I'm not doing that right now. You know, because you it's so difficult. You have to make it an active part of your life. Otherwise, you're just yeah, you're in the normal zone. I, I'm a little frustrated right now, man, because it seems like everything that I do, I'm frustrated with. What do you mean? <laughs> you're frustrated with acting. Frustrated with dieting. No, I know the thing I've realized is it's like really the the problem that that I'm that I have. And as I look back on my many years on the sweet, sweet ball of dirt, is that 
regardless of my situation, right? I experience a dis-ease in relationship mm. to what I'm doing. So it's like if I'm you're always striving. Uh, yeah, and yeah, but it's it's like it's not like when I'm I feel the same way. It's it but if I'm you know, if I really start working super hard, right? and get on like a pattern and then go to the gym and work out and then like start working all day, then it's a little better. But still in the midst of doing any activity, there seems to be a part of me that's watching what I'm doing and and like being like, oh, look at you. Look what do you mean? You. Like you're looking at yourself? Like why are you doing this? Oh, he's exercising. Oh, that's gonna work. <laughs> yes, yes. Get in shape. Yes, do it. Get in shape. Go ahead. Try it out. Go. Go let's sure. do it. Do sure. it. Change that. the shape of your body. Watch what happens. Yeah. And then and 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 but that thing is that voice is less intense than when I'm like really not doing anything. When I'm just kind of like and you feel like a total shuffling house. through the fucking house, yeah. smoking dope and playing video games then that voice is like well well what do we have here <laughs> oh i guess you're in a seth rogan movie that you're not getting paid to be in you know? oh my god that's the best description i've ever heard of that type of lousing yeah like lounging beha- oh, seth i just there's another movie that he's doing that's coming out soon i just read most of the script for and it's it's exactly that it's a guy it's you know making weed brownies and uh smoking weed with a buddy it's yeah it's all it's, well no it's romanticized slacking yeah but 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 the here's the here is the fucking real challenge man this is the real goddamn meditative practice this is the real interface like i'm in the midnight cowboy right now it's when you fucking interface what happened to Midnight Cowboy? Well, you know when Joe Buck goes to see that preacher and he's like, "All right, boy, you got you got a strong back, Joe. Yeah, You're gonna yeah, pray, yeah. and it's gonna oh, yeah. be, oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. money from home. Yeah, well, money from home. Listen, Joe Buck. <laughs> here's what it is, Joe Buck. Here's what it fucking is, man. This is the thing. This is tantra. You know about tantra? Uh, enough. Because everybody thinks tantra is this thing where you sex, learn to like, man, you don't come, you don't come for three, <laughs> or you or you come for like four hours straight, right? Like sting. But this is not tantra. Tantra oh. is much, much more than that tantra is the ability to regardless of what you're doing whether it's some vile activity that generally isn't actually vile but has been fetishized by society like or killing animals no or killing animals smoking dope whatever the fucking thing is that you're into like uh, maybe fucking a prostitute right. or like you know think of whatever the silly taboo things that, that are out there that aren't really taboo right, right. so like it's being able to do those things purely without the guilt there's a great well that's kind of like move like water right in a way that's sort of like move the idea of moving like water which is that's a zen philosophy right right move like everything is be the water because water Bruce doesn't Lee. water doesn't struggle water becomes water. the shape of whatever there's it is this, within there's this book I'm rereading again right now by Tom Hodgkinson he's this guy it's called How to Be Free but he also wrote a book called How to Be Idle you love this man oh, cool. it's so great but he's talking about this 18th century movement which is a lot it's the same thing where all these different all these different things that we regard in society as bad or or um, being sloth, you know sloth or any type of thing they're all things that have been put on they're all um, if you look at it from a Christian or a Catholic perspective yes which to some extent makes sense if you look at it in the, old, in the older way yes it uh, it's it's all manufactured everything's manufactured so the idea that anything is wrong or bad or or wasteful or, or it's all it's all manufactured and not it's not doesn't exist. 
It's the idea of the yeah. like for the the Catholic Church up until 1600, the 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 making of in, the charging of interest usury, it was a crime. It was yeah. a high crime. Yeah. You were not allowed to. To, to make money off interest it was against the fucking rules of the fucking world against God because it goes against the belief that, that a person cannot control time time is a gift from the creator it's a gift from the universe so the idea that you are making money you're profiting you're making people miserable by using this thing that's been a gift from God which is time is absurd and there's always people who, you know, if you're on your deathbed, the first thing you do is you, you forgive all, all the people's debts who owe you. That's the first thing you do. The quickest way to get to heaven is forgive all your debts. And always, you have to free yourself from that because it's, it's, it's this man-made construction yeah. that's bullshit. And it's the same, it goes the same way with other things, not just debt. You think it's this thing that's been put upon. It's not real. Well, it's, it's this, it's like, when you become a time addict... Time, the, yeah. Then you begin to suffer. So what you generally you what win. you're you're always thinking, you always have in your mind. It's vacation mentality. Yeah. So you have in your mind this moment when you've earned your vacay. Yep. And you're gonna find that's when you're gonna fucking get the good nap that's and take a nice break because you earned your vacay <laughs> and now you can have a week of fun, right? And but but anything that isn't anything else, everything else should be. You should be in a kind of some semi state of anxiety or stress or a very tightly wound ball of stress as you punch right. through your day, desperately working towards that paycheck. So this is, yeah. you know, the, you feel guilty if you're not. You, you should feel, feel guilty. guilty. How dare you like be hung over? How dare you be? But it's, a, it's such an American. It's like Benjamin Franklin. It's all these assholes. It's who, all these motherfuckers who had slaves came up yeah, with this shit. Because that's what they had to tell their goddamn mm -hmm. slaves. You know, that's how they had to fucking they had to justify it. They had to justify. Now, the the opposite of that, which is something that I would like to be able to do, which, which I, if you're very honest with yourself, you can just do a check in. You know, like this is something shrinks will tell you. Right. Just check in with yourself, whatever you're wherever you're at. Just really do an honest check in. Go down into your heart chakra, mm -hmm. which is like right, 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 right. Well, where your heart is, and then like look at that. How you feeling there? How you feeling? And if you're feeling great and relaxed, and remember, I mean, it, just think about the last time you really were able to snuggle into existence. Like you really were able to like, ah, oh, this yeah, is fucking great, man. Or be like okay with dying. Yes. Yes. All of it. That's all okay. of it. Uh, think of that. Think of that last time you're able to do it. Usually for most people, it's when they're a kid. Yeah. It's been that long since you've had that sense of like, I'm okay. Yep. So if you begin to honestly appraise the feeling that you're carrying around with you, then you, you, you'll start realizing this horrible truth, which is when you're on vacation, you're not, you relaxed. feel guilty. Yeah, you're and you're not relaxed. You're when you're money. at work, you're not happy because you want to be on vacation. When you're at home, you're not happy because you've got to wake up early and go to work. You know, and it's this, and then you begin to realize that 99, perhaps 99.9% .9 of your life is spent in a state of dis-ease. Mm -hmm. And that's hell. That means you're in hell. You li you're living in hell. Yeah. Hell yeah. is not a place far away. It's on earth when we manufacture it through the way that we look at the world and how we act in it. What was that? There's some quote you told me a long time ago. Something about how, um, I always ask you about this, but I think you, I can't remember what it was. Something about how blah, 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 but you look around 
the world is on fire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no matter where you go. It? Some people will tell you that this place is better than that place. Yeah, that's it. Some people will tell you that there's more holy men in this place. Or, uh, but I say to you, the whole world is on fire. Yeah, who said that? That's a Buddhist thing. Yeah. I think it's from the... Uh, Dhammapada, but I, I've never been able. I, I looked up that quote and I couldn't find it, but I know I, I, I read it in this old and antique Buddhist book. I just love that quote so much because I always think about. I used to really get obsessed with the idea of uh, place and where what, you know you need to be in a place that is everything is uh, aesthetically pleasing, all these different things to, to make you happy because we live in a kind of a Especially in the United States and most most first world countries now, the, the aesthetics are just absolute crap. It's everything's McDonald's, Taco Bell, everything is. It's all homogeneous or homogenous. It's all the same thing. So yeah. you basically draw no inspiration from your surroundings, and it's like I would struggle and be like, I want to, I want to be someplace, basically a time, basically a place or a time that doesn't even exist. But then you, when you think about that, it, everything is bad. So if once you realize that it's if it's all bad, then there's nothing to be. You, you, there's no struggle. You, you cease wanting to be someplace else because there, there will never be happiness in anything. If that's if that's what makes you happy, then there will never be happy. The first motherfucking trick to get to that place is to be honest with yourself about the way you actually feel. Yeah. And that's a that's a really disconcerting moment for a lot of people. Yeah. Because when they re- like when you really just look on your chart of time, <laughs> your, chart, your, your sticker you, system. You fucking lay out that chart <laughs> and you look at what you've done, you know, cuz usually what we're doing is we're taking this gift from God as the Catholic Church calls it time. Yeah. And then we're taking it and we're drawing like it, it, we we create this false idea of the compartmentalizing it yes like, that's it we yeah. compartmentalize time so for example like right let's see tomorrow i've got to wake up super early and fly to chicago mm-hmm. and perform two shows tomorrow night so my mind wants to feel anxiety about that yeah so my mind went so, so suddenly this moment with you is infected is infected by the impending disease yes and so you begin to see like oh this is ridiculous because i'm not in tomorrow yet yet tomorrow has somehow encroached the seawall of time and now there's a tsunami of anxiety washing in from a point in the future and when i get to that point in the future it's gonna be a fucking blast yeah i'm gonna love it i'm gonna be having a great time and inevitably in that moment that's when i have these little flashes which I think that must enlightenment must be not just one of these so little quick. flashes, but a constant realization. But I have these little moments where I'm like, I was worried about nothing. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Oh yeah. my God. This is so fun. Yeah. And I think that's like to get to that place permanently is the trick. If you could get to that place permanently, then you're, ooh, you're just like basically just you're moving like water then. You're just cutting through <sighs> everything. Some people have that. Some people are just naturals. They just have this thing where they yes. just, they basically just don't give a shit about anything, but they do. It's this weird thing where it's like a, yeah, I think I feel like I've met a couple people like that, but there's so, so few of them. Even the ones who are seem to be kind of diseased by something. I feel like some people, I think like certain musicians or some, or certain people, I always think of musicians because I always think of someone who I like, I like a lot, but they also seem to be tortured in some other sense because, like, they have to be like use shitloads of drugs or there's something that is counteracting to that to that uh, Zen mentality sometimes. Fuck like maybe yeah! They're, maybe they're aliens. I think they might be aliens. Goddamn, man! It's just a, it's just we are aliens. Like aliens, aliens. We're fucking aliens. <laughs> 
We're maybe like a different species of aliens. We come from another. We come from a star. Yeah, we got dropped in. Yeah, I think that's what uh, we well, we both watched the debates the other night. Uh, we you watched the first debates, right? I watched both of those sweet darlings. I think this is my this is my theory. This is what I was going to tell you the other night. But I want to save it. I wanted to save it for the podcast. Yes. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the cast. I think that uh, I think that Obama learned something that he can't unlearn. He knows something because when you get the president, yes. you you probably you have to learn things that are just like. You can't you can't unknow. You can't unknow the thing you were just told by this secret the secret joint chief of staff that lives underground and compiles all the information about the previous universe. You know that. And so going into the debates, I think he just had this thing where it was like he just didn't give a shit because he knew he knew he knows the he's gonna win. He knew it. Now look, here's the uh here's something someone told me last night and I did not get the chance to investigate it, so right. this could be pure bullshit, but it seems kinda real. So Obama and Hillary, remember when they were both like campaigning to be president and yeah. at odds? So Obama flies into a city where the Bilderbergs oh, were meeting. The G12? Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, Obama, the president, flies in a plane full of reporters. And I guess that's where they can ask him questions or whatever, yeah. like, you know, yeah. hang out. So all the reporters get on the plane. And whoever Obama's wrangler is, as the planes, uh, you know, as the fucking bay is shutting or whatever, the reporter's like, where's the president? Exactly. And he's like, you heard about this. Yeah, I heard about this. This has happened, this has happened more than once. It's happened with Bush, too. It's a trick. And yeah. so he's like, sorry, guys, he had to have a special meeting. Mm -hmm. The meeting's with the fucking Bilderbergs. Yep. And the Bilderberg group is this, you know, con conglomerate of trillionaires and millionaires. And, and, and right after that, Hillary became his fucking got some like dropped out of the race right okay. yeah so it was like he sat down with the fucking you know the council of jedis or he <laughs> sat down with like whoever the fucking people are buying like, look they gave him the crystal shard yeah here you are we've chosen you here's <laughs> your real name is dorthak <laughs> we like you <laughs> we find you to be interesting and useful for the next eight years let us show you something. They open up. They just show this like float. They're like, we want you to meet our child. And the fucking a little kid walks in with blonde hair and piercing blue eyes. He's got like shoots a fucking crystal between his eyes. It lodges in his brains. No. Yeah. He suddenly gets the thing. He like, do you see now? Oh, he sees the future. Do you see the flags of victory rising above our armies? The difficult thing for you, Obama, will be to maintain your spirit in the human race. Yes. Don't disconnect. Engage. Engage with them. Learn from this you are all knowing now we will give you much power <laughs> you must just bow to me just once it, uh, it, uh, it hurts when I'm bowing her it, it's feeling kind of feeling some pain right now so I'm doing the, the bow. pain is the passing of your soul oh uh, excuse me I'm feeling quite a bit of pain right now uh, uh <laughs> these folks are these folks they promised me uh, they're gonna not hurt me but if I could feel the pain one time they're gonna let me uh, keep on going <laughs> 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 to be president, we must extract your soul. Okay. Um, I think I'm probably okay with that, as long as we can uh, keep Michelle and the kids around here. Um, we're going to get some folks in here and come in and they'll clean up all the mess here. Let me show you something. Okay. I'm ready. This I'm is your children's 
children. They will be quite prosperous, and we will grant them much land and power in the new world to come. Now give us your soul! Oh, oh, so that's why we have so much gold, huh? Okay. It fuels a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, I know, man. I really think, yeah, I think there's something happened. I know what, you know, this is what happens. You want to know what fucking happens? Here's what happens. Here's what happens. You're you're, You're a person... Who has some control? Not all control, but you have some control over some very basic things. For Tell example, the president. Yes, yeah. you can make your fucking. Uh, you if you want if you want you can make the uh, DEA stop arresting farmers. Right. You could do that. You can have a sit down with the CIA and, and find out if there's a way to curtail drone strikes. Yep. You can or turn them up <laughs> tur- or turn them up. You can, if you want to, you can, um, when something like the, uh, uh, indefinite detention act pops up, uh, you can say, you know what? I don't want to do that. And you yeah. can also, if you know that there's a United States citizen in another country, you, you can, can decide to not kill them. <laughs> and if people are planning on killing me, you say, you know what? We can't really do that because it's a United States citizen and we have to put him on trial. So go capture him. You could do that. Well, what about the people who would not trying to capture him? You would say, well, see, yep. they're fighting for our country and our country is a country that doesn't kill United States citizens. So over the course of time, when you start making these decisions, the, um, the, the force of karma and uh, there's a metaphysical force that begins to turn against you so when you go to sleep you dream of of tiny half rabbit half baby demons that are like sneering at you from the abyss and drawing you in every single day what i'm that's what's happened to him is he's witches of the the world the force of karma has come to roost the chickens have come home yeah man that shit what you what you put out there comes back and it starts washing back on you and you start like you you can't imagine going to like when i was um uh one of the things i'm most ashamed of in my life is uh, uh, I used a, a glue trap to catch a mouse. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty. It uh, feels bad. And I caught the mouse, and the mouse was obviously dying, and, and and it had been there for a while, and so I had to kill the mouse. Yeah. So I killed the mouse. I, I killed this mouse, and I still think about killing that fucking mouse to this day. I still think about all the alternatives, all the things I could have done, mm-hmm. how that thing didn't deserve to die. It bothers me. So imagine if in your mind you don't just have a mouse, you have you've got kids, of children, kids who got charred by yeah. by the by the machine that you're apparently supposed to be controlling. Imagine going to sleep with that on your fucking mind, yeah. knowing that many of the war that you are presiding over many of these wars they're over the fucking petrodollar they're yeah. not over any kind of real fucking thing imagine going to sleep at night like that yeah you you have to have special president sleep aid that's what they have a special very yeah high highly you have yeah. some honest tea yeah <laughs> you have hmm. this the, the hyper presidential sleep pill that yeah. gets you down well but you're also surrounded by all these people who that's you're you're not in the same you don't live in the same world as anyone else. It's like being, it's like being Michael Jackson or like being anyone who's incredibly rich or powerful. They don't live, like Paul McCartney doesn't fucking live in the same. Maybe he does. I don't know what the fuck he's up to. But yeah, right. But you don't live in the same. You can have all the, you can have all the uh, paraplegic women you want for Paul McCartney. <laughs> I think he's got. I think he's a fetish for that. But it was so yeah. But that's the that's true. But I also think that goes. If you are that person, like the president, you don't have to deal with your your decisions as much as as much as it seems that you might have to. I think there's probably you're just you're surrounded by people who are constantly propping you up because you're such a you're, you're worth so much money. 
with like the present the this election by far is the, they've raised more money for campaigning than any election in history yeah. two times over maybe more it's the amount of money being spent is it's fucking absurd you could you could bail out every goddamn student loan in the country with the amount of money spent on fucking tv ads for Mitt Romney and that's just the campaign money alone so there's all there's so much there's so much money going into this one person that they have to it's like it's the same reason that anyone anyone like anyone who's a celebrity goes crazy is because they're being propped up because they have you gotta fucking keep going Brittany like someone told me a story about how um this is like doesn't have much to do with it but Britney Spears during that first video that she shot the oops I did it again yeah thing, um, a map box fe- uh, that's like the that black frame that goes around the camera it fell off fell off there and hit her in the head and it cracked her head open she had to get rushed to the hospital to get five stitches but guess what Right. fucking brought her right back and finished shooting that video like after you after getting cracked in the head with the fucking map box they have to so bring her back because she, they have to finish it because she it's like this she's like this money she's the fucking slot machine and they have if, if she's she can't work then all those people don't make any money so it's like this thing where I'm sure they pumped her full of whatever fucking crap you know here, here drink this drink this have this and you know everything you possibly need just because they have that person has to keep going because they have they're like the uh they're like the fucking queen. They're the monkey pumping. everybody throws peanuts at. Yeah. Well, not even that. It's more like it's like the fucking ant queen. You know. Yeah. You, whatever the queen needs. That's why. That's why on like sets and like big movies or anything like that, celebrities get so coddled because it's like whatever, whatever keeps that fucking queen pumping out babies. You yeah. Keep that fucking babies coming. Yeah. Because once the once the once the queen stops pumping out babies, the colony dies. And that's yeah. that's all it is. It's like it's like the the, the president is just this giant qu- queen ant that has to pump out fucking babies for all their goddamn special interest donors. And if they don't pump it out, then it's that's why that's why I think it would be great. I think it would be amazing to see. You saw Network, right? The movie Network. Yes. You know, the guy's like, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to yeah. take it anymore. How amazing would it be to see a presidential debate where? Like you see Obama or whoever the president is, like he's he's talking, he's clearly kind of like out of it and losing his shit, and all of a sudden he just goes like, uh, he just kind of like falters and is like, you know what? And he looks right at the camera. This is all. This is this doesn't matter. I know right now that three months from now this is going to happen. That that uh, our the price of fuel is is completely inflated. It's not real. It cost us three times as much to purchase it. We purchase it with this by printing money. I had breakfast with uh, yeah. Osama yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all just like they, they just basically say if you if you just fucking cracked and was like okay, I I can't fucking do it anymore because it's got to be the pressure has to be increasingly mounting on a person like the president to keep up this false idea because. Obama fucking knows it's all bullshit. He has to know. He has to know. It's like the idea that Mitt Romney's saying that we're going to be energy independent. That is the most laughable idea. That is like saying I'm going to fucking piss gold out my asshole tomorrow yeah. for, to pay for... Uh, it's so <laughs> laughable. And to even... It's so fucking ridiculous. Even my dad thinks that. I was talking to him about the whole idea about oil independence. He's like, oh, we got shale oil. I'm like... That's just a fucking BP commercial. Fracking! Shale oil. Yeah, Does he mean fracking? Yeah, we're going to frack. We're going to go up to the tar sand. Causes earthquakes. <laughs> shit it's, causes fucking earthquakes. That, it does. The earth hates that shit so much. It it's like it. It's like when a dog's back shudders under a flea. <laughs> That's what it does to the fucking earth. Like, that uh, shit ain't... That doesn't work, man. We can't stick yeah. our fucking proboscis too deep into the our flesh of our mother <laughs> or she fucking makes our buildings fall down. Yeah. You got to be careful. It's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean, man. I, I think that, that to me... 
the ideal is the reverse of that. The ideal is not the the reverse of the of the thing you just described of the president having a moment of self actualization and becoming himself. To me, the ultimate thing is that the population has a moment, uh, that moment where the people surrounding him, when they're looking at the way he's acting and the way Romney's acting, everyone's just laughing at them because they seem so stupid. They seem so robotic and silly and ridiculous and fucking brainwashed and everyone's just like what are you guys doing why are you guys acting like that listen we're not going to do the whole leader thing anymore guess what we have technology now that's been proven through the power of reddit to show reddit. to show that when the when, when the majority uh gets to really have a voice and a say in things the best things rise to the top mm-hmm. and guess what motherfuckers you don't represent the majority you represent the minority and because of that our entire society is collapsing so the idea would be that the people begin to wake up and they begin democracy a true dude there is nothing more beautiful than the idea of this country in the in the in the sense that's what's in the bill of rights and the constitution that's some beautiful shit man a representative democracy where the people the states really get to say what they want because what the people fucking want is usually pretty goddamn cool we're gonna find out when they vote for the legalization of marijuana soon is that on the cal is that on the uh the california that's not california it's like uh denver i think or or oregon i I can't remember which which state but that's gonna start happening and 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 the the more people the prison industrial complex will start to fall apart because it's yes. not getting the fucking the, huh. the it's no one's gonna be in there yeah who are you uh, gonna put in there anymore uh, yeah uh. vacancy they're gonna have to have a vacancy sign in front <laughs> of the fucking prisons once they change those shit laws yeah. and it's like and all of a sudden all the vampires begin to starve that's yep. what that that is what a representative democracy does is it takes these goddamn um uh, uh reptilian cunts the and it fucking destroys them yep that's what we want that's not communist that's yep. fucking justice. That's what we want. These fucking goddamn painted pig clowns who are puppets of the Illuminati doing their money dance in front of us and pretending they're fucking heroes. Mm-hmm. You ain't no hero, bitches. You're just fucking <laughs> actors. You're just acting like well, a leader. They're not even good as actors because at least actors are... They're acting. That's and they're soulless. They've got the. Fu- <laughs> they got no juice. They've got no fucking juice. Both of those fuckers up there. They can't even express emotion. They're just so scared. They're like those Zerg things. What are those Zerg things that suck? The on the and Starcraft too. The things that suck the energy. What are they called? A fucking. Um, they have a cool uh, name. Uh oh, you're talking it's, about the oh, you're t- the ones the things that the, possess the yeah, things. The power suckers. The fucking, I don't know. Possessors, I don't know what they're called, but they're like... Oh, infestors. Infestors! Yeah, they're creepy as <laughs> shit. Infestors. Bringing it back to start. Hey, we're, 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 we're getting sick of this shit, man. We're fucking waking up, though, I think. We're gonna we're waking up. It's going to take some time, but, oh, is, is, the, you know, the more... I, Doug Stanhope has this great joke about how old people are the people who are fucking everything up because they're oh, they are. Well, they're, they're fucking it up because our parents, um, our parents are baby boomers. The baby boomers came up in this thing where there's no there has there hasn't been a more disconnected generation in the history of the whole fucking world yeah the baby boomers because they oh, it's it's like a whole other thing to even talk about that but they the fact that <laughs> I'm gonna retire I'm retiring at 65 and you're gonna pay me until I die and by the way if I die before 80 it's a travesty it's a fucking you have to keep me alive until a hundred it's my God-given right to live out my days as long as humanly possible. Spend spend fifty grand, spend a hundred thousand dollars propping up my flaccid body 
Work, work till you die to keep me from yes. dying. Yes. Ruin the last part of your life desperately trying yeah. to keep my decomposing yeah. shell yeah. pumping fucking turds and sucking back soup. Don't make a, don't make a quick exit. Don't, yeah. don't, definitely don't like yeah, let step me, out. Yeah, I'm, well, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me just turn thousands of dollars worth of prescription medication into diarrhea. And that's that's my happen. job. So they're going to bankrupt the entire world. The entire world is going to be bankrupt by the... By the <laughs> It's a big spray on the wall. Just turn this manufactured. I just spent ten thousand dollars on that special radioactive isotope medicine for you, Dad. (laughs) Where are my shoes? You're wearing them on your face. That's gonna be the problem when they figure out how to do neurological downloads, where they figure out how to like put your mind into a computer. Yeah. Because the reason you keep your parents alive, obviously, is because you want to be around them because you love being around yeah. them but also, once you, you clone you once you clone too, their mind and put it in a computer oh, and God. you realize it's like wait i can still have your company after your meat body dies yeah so what are you doing what are you sticking around for just because because you i love my daddy i don't want my daddy to die i don't i love I don't my mom yeah, and i, I love my either. dad and i want to live forever yeah. i want everybody to fucking live forever but that's the thing though is if you live forever though then 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 you're fucked it's the idea about everything is if if something has uh if time has no value if uh, if nothing has any, if everything is easy and everything you live forever and all ple- pleasures at the ready, then everything instantly has no value and life itself is is done. It's over. It doesn't being alive means means nothing. Well, you got to interface. What do you mean interface? Fucking the Rosalila, baby. You know about the Rosalila? No, that sounds cool. What is that? That that sounds like a shield company in Borderlands 2. Rosalina Shields. Rosalila. Less health, more shield. No, man, the fucking Rosalila. What is that? It's a story of Krishna. Okay. And Krishna goes into the woods and plays his flute. And the and the gopis, the cowherd girls, hear the beautiful flute, the sound of God, and they leave their children. They leave their they leave the fires burning in their cooking they're cooking, they leave the candles burning. It's they like for, sirens. They forget everything. And they go out into the forest, a hundred and eight of them. And sweet Lord Krishna the avatar of Vishnu splits into a hundred and eight bodies and makes love to all those sweet coward women and they experience the orgasmic bliss that comes from having Sex with the God. mystical penis of God <laughs> pumping in and out of your being. Now this of course is a metaphor, right. but the, the idea is, is like, so this call, you hear this calling in the, in the wilderness, because this is a wilderness. We're in a capitalist shit wilderness where everybody thinks right. that matter is more important than it's worth getting in debt to the banks to have some fucking Range Rover that's got a nice GPS in it. Or, this book. Uh, regardless, we people, the, the forest that we're in, the wilderness, the murky black swamp that we exist in is a subjective black swamp consisting of a series of symbols that people have imbued with a kind of importance that isn't really there at all right and so in the midst of this fucking haze you will hear the lilting of a flute the transcendent sound of some higher thing and if you follow that and you have the guts to go towards that thing at first the people around you are engaged in the most vicious and violent cult that has ever existed in the world 
popular culture mm-hmm. that's why cults and culture they'll look at you like you're a fucking lunatic yeah. what are you talking about you're gonna quit your job and move to cuba or whatever the crazy right. thing is you're, that you want to do crazy you're out of your mind you're okay. having a nervous I'll see breakdown you, see you next year yeah <laughs> you're, coming you're having year. a manic yeah. episode oh, look, but it's okay you can stay on my couch when you come back so right? then Seriously. you fucking follow that sound and you will end up in the wildest places but the closer you get to that sound the more that creeping anxiety the fucking goddamn uh you can't turn back the the blackened well i can and to go do another starcraft reference the creep that shit that rots everything that you've been that stuff starts dissipating the 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 darkness starts dissipating you start having these weird moments of joy when you shouldn't have them at all and you'll find yourself if you're a theist which i am being like Thank you, God. Thank you, God. This is incredible. Thank you, God. And you'll have these weird moments where like suddenly you're like, what the fuck was that? A sudden random burst of gratitude in the <laughs> midst of nothing? I mean, right. maybe you just wash dishes and you find yourself singing praises to the universe. And the more you do it, the more that feeling begins to bubble up in your life. And the next thing you know, you're experiencing the full orgasmic bliss of making sweet love with the divine uh, force of the universe, like Krishna, Ram. Govinda, Mahavishnu. And then that, you know, ends up propelling you into a place that isn't so barren and dark that but that we all exist in from mostly and that's what the singularity is no. i think it is a personal singularity and that's why that uh, that's why um it, very interestingly enough krishna um the uh the 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 uh where Krishna lives in myth is a place called Vrindavan. Right. And Vrindavan, from what I've heard, I haven't investigated this personally, but from what I've heard, Vrindavan translates into the land of never returning. It's okay. the place from which, that's a singularity. Makes it's sense. the place yeah. that once you go, you can never come back. Right. And so, yeah, it is a singularity. It's a singularity where you... But that's like a, that. that is a singularity, but it definitely differs from the idea of a singularity in terms of like physics and Kurzweil or any of that kind of stuff. That's a different singularity. Yeah, it's a total... Well, I mean, singular. I think the idea of a singularity yeah. is there's an event horizon that once you go past, it's everything radically permanently it's shifts changed. and there's no going back. Death is a singularity. Right. Well, that's the... But that's the thing about the singularity as far as, like, it's talked about by Kurzweil and people like that. They talk about it like it's the opposite. It's, like, everlasting. You, you enter... You enter a, a thing, you enter a, a, a way of living that is, like, like you said, you can download your brain and you basically yes. become everlasting and there's yeah. no more death. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. I think that, that that's like trying to describe heaven on earth in the sense of, uh, but not heaven in the sense where your, your viewpoint is heaven. Heaven, like, we've technically, we've mapped it. Here's the fucking hollow deck, and you're living forever, and you can do whatever you want. You can spray jizz all over the place. Well, we're ta- what we're talking about here is most people's idea of heaven is uh, instantaneous sense gratification Yeah, that is specific towards whatever their particular desire happens to be at every right. single moment. Mm-hmm. So that would be heaven. So the idea is like, you know, if you're sitting here, anything you can imagine, you'll get to do it. And this is what uh, Alan Watts talks about this, because he, because what, because he, he talks about like, imagine just for fun that there is a God, that you are God, mm-hmm. and that you could do whatever you want. Exactly. And 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 so for infinity, you've been making universes, destroying universes, making planets, being evil, being good. You're a God. Being the best of everything and the worst of everything, and you've been doing this forever. At some point. You're going to get so bored. Exactly. You're going to be like, I wonder what happens if I forget I'm God. 
boom that's when you become a human again you're like what the fuck i'm gonna die and then you get this nice weird rushy anxiety exactly. trip yeah well, i think that i think i don't think it would take very long at all to become bored i think you'd probably be bored in 10 minutes well we're taught well you you know we're, we're taught outside of time obviously says outside you're outside of time, of time so the, the 10 minutes could be a zillion lifetimes it could be a million this is the that idea is the, that what we are is the fragmental portions of a supreme consciousness trying to work out the dealing with the power of having instantaneous access to anything that it can conceptualize. So, and, like we are, we are the the we are aliens in that sense because we are like this. Uh, we're like an extension of this. Uh, we're an extension of God in that sense because we are the reset after the power of infinity. It's like the window, the entire window, mm -hmm. has been covered with bird shit. <laughs> The window shatters. Which is hard because birds have to do a flyby shit. This is like a giant fucking, <laughs> like Garuda, like a, a god Go. bird flew by the window and blasted with Ooh. shit. It cracked into a million pieces. That collapsed into uh, billions of infinitesimal fragmental portions of the thing. Each is covered in its own slight little bit of whitish bird shit. And that is the anxiety that you walk around with every day, mm -hmm. which is a small piece of the ultimate anxiety of what it is to be a bored immortal and so the idea is is in your life what you've got to do is fucking get that bird shit off of your heart shocker baby because right. if you can be happy and you then can really experience and you've done you've fixed one tiny little fragment this is called tacoon then the, this then is in the immortal power wielder of the universe will he will also be happy or he, one little it, piece it will, it will one little piece yeah and then 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 if you're happy probably the little pieces around you are going to start getting more happy mm -hmm. and then maybe those pieces around them will start getting more happy and you'll create a chain reaction that leads to the great singularity that the, the Buddhists talk about, the Bodhisattvas talk about, which is enlightenment for all beings. And when that happens, then the disintegrated, uh, fragmental portions of an anxiety-ridden freak god come back together in the form of a bird shit free window that's infinitely spiraling into ever exponentially increasing orgasmic states of awareness which is true paradise it is but is it yeah but i still think that you can't rectify it with technology that's that's what always that's my hang up on it is there's, there's all this idea that that the technology will be the, will be the savior of that idea that's what will bring that reckoning is technology and not the opposite of technology which is humanity and Things we already have, we've always had, we've never not had as people. This as is consciousness. This is a story in, in, in Hinduism. This is a story of uh, uh, the gods die. Like the gods in Hinduism die. And the gods are subject to the same uh, things that humans are, but in a much broader time frame. Okay. So the idea behind it is that... that um, if your conception... If your idea of happiness is sense gratification it's getting coffee getting coffee whatever the thing is spraying that's your idea of, of happiness then you know that that's you're probably going to be disappointed yeah but so perhaps the thing that technology will offer people is 
uh, if you're able to activate parts of your mind to experience whatever levels of pleasure you want to feel, mm -hmm. maybe over time from getting that, you'll begin to realize that sense gratification isn't scratching the itch. And then you'll start going for like really scratching the itch, right. which is transcend transcendentalism. But yeah, but that but makes sense. So so and I think technology itself is not an aberration. Uh, I think that technology is uh, a natural aspect of the it's evolutionary of progression yeah. well, of human beings. A, a shovel is technology. It's a tool. Yeah. Technology, technology. Is, is a tool. It's technology. Yeah. A it's computer is the ultimate tool. Phone's a tool. Mm -hmm. They're all just tools. Yeah. But so, yeah, so I, I think regardless, like a singularity, computers waking up, ultimate states of convenience, being able to walk into a Starbucks mm -hmm. and instantly have a coffee brought to you by flying drone and all the different things. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like icing on a, uh, it's, yeah. it's like icing on a cake. It's going to make your universe novel and more interesting. Right. But is it going to bring about this uh, sense of uh, connection or connectivity? I mean, it may, it may do the opposite. It may just make people further apart it's you could say the same thing with uh with cell phones or the internet like we're more connected than we've ever been but i i think to some degree we're those people at the most connected point are the least actually connected sometimes in terms of uh some sort of communication that's communication that's not just uh, the simple transfer of like a word or an idea or something no. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, communication that doesn't there's nothing going back and forth. It's just it's nothing. It's sort of like it's useless and it's uh, it's just it's not even smoke. It's uh, let me it's, tell it you somebody. There's a voicemail that's waiting for you on your soul phone. <laughs> and that <laughs> this is a good preacher. There's right a here. voicemail waiting for you on your soul oh my phone. God, this, this is this should be on a banner like a Baptist church. It's there's been, a voicemail on your soul phone. It's this been Sunday. it's been blinking there from the moment you were born. And it's been blinking there for all time. <laughs> and when you have the courage, you check that voicemail and it's going to be a message from the creator of all things. We call him Bhagavan, the supreme source of all happiness, pleasure, bliss, intelligence, wealth, and sophistication in the universe. And when you check that message, <laughs> you will find that it's a goddamn love message. And that sweet thing is beckoning you home to rise above the <gasps> turbulent waters of materialism and understand that you have been eating plastic fruit your entire life and pretending you've been getting nutrition when you you know all you've been getting is death because you've been feasting on the ashes of nothingness <laughs> now let me tell you something there is a buffet there is a soup plantation waiting for you and it is filled with so many delicious spiritual feasts all you got to do is check that message sugar peas there's sugar peas, there's, sugar peas. There's candy dip carrot house. There's candy dip Jesus. There's feet. triple fried super chickens. It's there, baby. You can trans. Look, it doesn't matter what the fuck. It doesn't matter if you you're right now if you stumbled upon this shitty podcast on a shitty desiccated. You already called it. Shitty. No, I don't think it's shitty. I, just, I don't be. I, you no, know, I, I know what you I mean. I love you, mean. Johnny. I don't think it's no, shitty. I, I mean, mean, fucking ram saying if you stumble upon this, if you if you stumble upon this podcast. Out there, out, out there on the streets <laughs> of a futuristic <laughs> city, or whether right you found this podcast in the smoldering contact. crater of a <laughs> nuclear apocalypse and figured Thousands out a way to listen to it, there is one thing that is certain. 
and that is old age, disease, and death. There is no way around these three things. And there's another thing that's certain. All animals are engaged in eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. And until you've woken up to the fact that as long as your focus is on these four things, you will be nothing more than a ground squirrel foraging through the fields of technology, desperately searching a nut to, to, que to quell that ravenous hunger inside of you. But that nut will not cure that hunger. And until you realize that, you will walk around this sweet dimension with an ache inside of you that has been written about by all the great an poets. It's an acorn. An acorn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're a hungry squirrel, and all you've been finding is acorns. <laughs> Praise God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Praise God Praise Almighty. Almighty. Check that message. Check that message. Put down your bags. Check that message. Pick up the guitar. Check that message. And put down your bags. Here we go. Check that message. Put on your bags. Check that message and put down your bags. They're filled with memories, future expectations. They're Make filled them with empty like rocks. Does the rock know it's a rock? It doesn't care. It's just you can't a rock. swim on the river. Of you, the river you can't of swim burning. on the river of time when you've got bags tied to your feet. Empty out the sand from the bags and make it into a balloon. Go into the sky and break that world record jump from the sky. God's going to save you before you die. You're going to save yourself before you die. The rock doesn't know the tree, but the tree knows that rock it knows that it's got more time to live cause it's living on a rock the tree loves the rock and the rock loves the tree it's symbiosis baby the pyramids got built by aliens the pyramids were built by aliens there's no way they could have moved those rocks without the help of alien technology <laughs> and richard dawkins is an asshole he's a motherfucker but he's kind of smart he's got he's really good at drawing but nobody's ever seen his art <laughs> wishes our hopes and dreams you gotta get down off that Pedestal. Throw your cell phone in the trash can unless you got a text message from God and check it quickly. Hey, 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 hey. Kiss your grandmother. She's still alive. Kiss your grandmother. Kiss your grandmother. She's dead. Kiss your grandmother. She's Thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you so much, Duncan. I think we're going to fade out here. I'm going to fade it out. Hug a baby, call your lover, and tell find her you a, love her. Find a baby. Don't be afraid to tell Taylor Swift to fuck off. If you see her in the street, thanks. All right, this is Tina. Hey, is this... Is that you said? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, great. I just spoke to someone over in New Orleans, and they are trying. They transferred me to you, or they had me call. Actually, they were unable to transfer. Isn't that weird? Oh, okay. Okay. Isn't that strange though? How they can't? They couldn't transfer it. 
No, that's understandable. Okay. Oh, I <laughs> Not just everybody has the capability. Yeah. yeah, I know. I just thought we were. I thought we were in that era now. You know, where it's just well, like. I, well, some of us are still on rotary dial. <laughs> no way. <laughs> No, not really. You're not. Are you on a rotary dial? No, I'm not on rotary. Oh my gosh, that is funny. That is truly funny. I, I, I think you should. If you have a rotary dial, you know what you think you should do with it? Frame it. To, I know, really. It's probably worth something. It is. What were you about to say, though? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say, yeah, go to the um, that uh, antique road show with it. Oh yeah, that show is so great. It is. <laughs> I went on there one time. I actually I didn't make it on the on the channel. I didn't make oh. it on the uh, on the air. But I went on there. I had this. Uh, I found this thing. It looked like an arrowhead, right? Like you know an arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like an arrowhead, and the guy said it was just a rock. He told me it was just oh, like some sort of a... Carved a somebody carved a rock and it looked like an antique <laughs> arrowhead. I guess so. I mean, I don't think they That's even carved hilarious. it. I think it was like probably like a rat bone or something, you know, got run over oh, wow. by. That's what he said it was, some sort of scrimshaw rat bone. Because I picked oh, it up okay. on the street, it had been like pounded into the pavement, and it turns out that it was like, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty. Somebody was bored and just um, shaped the rock, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, remember, remember those days? Yeah. Remember back in those days when it was, you're bored, you're just shaping a rock, you know? That's it. And now it's like we're shaping Iraq, the country. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that was good. That was, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good, like that little was a quick one. Yeah. That's what we call it—a turn of phrase. I believe is what they used to call it back in the that's day. That's right. <laughs> turn of phrase, a twist of line. A play on words. Play on words. That's it. Play on words. <laughs> play on words. Man, if they could see me now. <laughs> <laughs> Here with my rotary phone collection. That's right. Yeah. How's it going down there? Pretty good? Oh, it's going good. Raining? No, beautiful skies. Beautiful skies. Wow. I, I like, I personally like a little bit of a chemtrail occlusion in my skies. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe you said that. Said what? Uh, the, the chemtrail. Really? Oh, wow. You know all about those, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we wonder. We're trying to believe that they're contrails, but... Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when 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 you look up and you're like, wow, it's just a bunch of fake clouds up there. Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> right. And the weird thing is, I saw one the other day where it was interrupted. It's like you see the you see the contrail, and then it yeah. stops, and then it starts just, again. It's like what? Well, yeah. I wondered. Um, there's a there's a, one of the employees. There's only one employee in over here where we both look up and wonder. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, the other, it was it was actually a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I I had uh, I had emailed them and said happy happy chemtrail day. Oh really? Uh, and wow. I said go look out because I, where I work I have a window I can see up in the sky, and so uh, it was just all over the place. But I was like, look, they're getting creative. They're making gaps in between them so yeah. they can appear to be single clouds. Wow, they're skywriting. <laughs> they them, and yeah, it was like, what is this? Yeah. Do you think that's Crazy. coming from that's that's is that maybe that's product for all we know? You know what I'm saying? I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. There's no is there's no way to know, is there? There's no way to know, I guess. Do you think they, they won't tell you those things, right? What if you emailed old Dick Cheney? And I don't asked know. Him? I'm hoping it's just you know the, the conspiracy theories going bad. You hope it's not but, a bunch of uh, Nyquil and vaporized Nyquil up there dropping maybe, down from the heavens it may above. May really be just vapor. Vapor. <laughs> It could be, you know, we just don't know, do we? 
We're just not. And you know, have you have you asked anyone like when you mention it to people, they think you're nuts. You're like, they do, yeah. Okay, so you just so you just shut up and just you know you don't say anything to anybody because they're just like, what a crazy person. It's just clouds. Just keep your or head down, a, right? You just just gotta... a contrail. Like, no, there's not a contrail. They don't stay up in the sky all day long and form into another cloud. They just don't. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you look crazy to people, so. Well, that was interesting that you yeah. brought that up. It's so strange. Yeah, I feel the same way. Especially it's weird because we're in the defense contracting business, right? And that's weird uh, for us to think about that. Like, that's well, what, I never hear the weather people mention anything. I know. Why is it the weather people saying, you know, clear skies today, but... But you know. look out for some uh, some special lines. <laughs> some special. Uh, we'll play a little tic tac toe. It's just some tic tac toe in the sky. Is Even all if it is. they would acknowledge it as a contrail, I mean, mm-hmm. they don't acknowledge mm-hmm. it at all. That's so true. I, I never know, thought maybe, of. Yeah, I never thought of that. Maybe the National Weather Service has threatened them. Don't mention the contrails, quote unquote. Wow, you think that would do that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, now if we're you, getting in. Have you ever Crazy felt that stuff. way at your work? Have you ever felt like you've been you've been asked to like be to not talk about something? Mm. No, I haven't. Really, but you work. Right. This. Is yeah. So, but you guys, you make you guys yeah. make what kind of stuff do you make down there? Because I. This is, this is just a small well, office. Which, uh, yeah. So you get. I know you had originally called New Orleans, and they told you to call over here. Yep. I don't okay. know why. I was just trying to figure out some different... I'm looking for a place to uh, develop a, a project, and I, I think that uh, normally I would have my assistant dealing with this, but I'm calling, so I'm a little, a little uh, green as far as the networks and pathways go. You know, I'm just, the, I'm just an idea guy. So, okay. Yeah. What, what do you guys do down there, exactly? Well, services oil rigs. They provide oh, okay. equipment. And uh, equipment for to to run on the re- on the oil rigs, and right. they also provide the the personnel to run the equipment. And what, what about the about what about the rockets they use to uh, to lift those things off when things get bad? Rockets? Don't don't, don't those oil rigs have rockets attached to them so they can like like can take um, off? They have guns. They do have guns um, at the. That's at another facility in New Iberia. Okay, I know uh, where that is. That's in Louisiana. Gun, yeah, there's a there's a gun shop there. Oh, really? What they do? The, I've got the phone number there and really? the contact name actually. If you need to talk to somebody. What do they do over there? They make guns. There's a there's a but I don't think they make them. But there's a bunch of uh, different departments. We have all over the place. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, huh? They're, I, th- I answer for 19 locations. Actually, you do. Oh, so you're like the you're like yeah. the te- uh, phone person for 19 locations. Uh, no. Well, they each have a location. I mean, they each have a person too. But, Got it. But we have like it's also Friday, so a lot of people leave at noon, uh-huh. and then they forward their calls to me. So okay, guys, so you just um, take care of it all. But if you needed to speak to someone in reference to to those rockets or guns. Yeah, I can give you a contact uh, number for them. Sure, I'll take a I'll take a contact number. You would think there should be a crawfish division. That'd be nice because those crawdads are would would <laughs> like to have them other other just the springtime. It's too limited of a time. I want to have them all the time. <laughs> I know, really. But maybe but that's what, I'm sure there's some other bug we can find to eat. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> On the off season. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be eating bugs. I'll be eating bugs pretty soon. Once. Uh, yeah, we're probably eating them anyway. <laughs> They're in our food anyway. Because you know about uh, you know about peak oil, right? 
Uh-uh. Uh, well, it's just, I, would, I would say look into it. It's interesting. Uh, the writings of a man named James Howard Kunstler, and uh, there's other people who talk about pig oil, but it's this uh, idea, and it's not so much an idea as it is a fact now, that the uh, oil is uh, is diminishing. There's less and less of it, and it's harder and harder to get to the oil that we have left. So that's why gas prices are going up, and that's why you know all these things, our way of life is dependent upon on oil, right? It's pretty pretty integral part of our life, you know? And it's only going to become harder to get, you know? You ever heard that idea? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of scary, in a way. But all you can do is soldier James on. Con- huh? James Consular, you said? Look uh, him up? Yeah, uh, James Howard Consular. His last name is K-U-N-T-S-L-E-R. Yeah, he wrote a, a new book called Too Much Magic. It's pretty great. Um, I've had a chance yeah, to talk to him before. It. Yeah, it's very, I mean, especially for someone working in the, the field that you're working, it's got to be uh, it's pretty, yeah, eye, pretty eye-opening. Well, maybe we, maybe they do hide things from us. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> maybe we are just puppets on a string. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe you work there. That's amazing. I'm so I don't know. I'm so blown away that I maybe maybe you're fooling me. I'm not fooling you. Who knows? <laughs> no, no. I mean, really, I'll have to look it up. I mean, really, we never know you're in the dark when you're in the dark. It's only when you get out that you realize, hey, I was in the dark. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. well, how did how did they hire you? Uh, a long, long, long time ago. Okay. <laughs> Wow. By accident, I guess. By <laughs> they didn't accident. know what they were getting. They didn't know. They didn't, they didn't know they were getting a smart cookie. Is that it? <laughs> oh, that was sweet. Okay. Well, I. But <laughs> it's not. I'm not trying to be. Just, just speaking the truth. It was just natural, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. I wasn't. That's right. Uh, there's no so, uh, end, end game here. <laughs> well, so back to the gun thing. So you're, you're. Um, I want to make sure I get everything you need before we get off the phone. Well, I think that's good. I can always call you back here if I okay. if I run into a snag. What's the what's the number okay. here again? Let me just take that down just so I've got it. It's a, uh, the number at this facility. Yeah. It's one eight hundred. Okay, one eight hundred. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna step on out here. Okay. All right. Good talking to you. Good Have luck. A good, and, good luck with those chemtrails. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. As a branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.